you get all of my love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's like the what's like the net value of that? Uh, it's tied to Bitcoin. Okay, I'm cashing out. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to Rules is Written, the D&D podcast. We're transitioning to a Latin audience now. Yeah, we want to broaden our audience with single-use words. Hola. <laughs> That's all I've got. <laughs> Alright, welcome back. We're going to teach you some rules. We're going to teach you some classes. Yes, What's specifically on the agenda today? one class. And more specifically, the rogue class. Mm-mm-mm. Rogi. So, a rogue. Rogue is your stabby sneaky kind of class. I think everyone kind of knows what a rogue is. It's one of the yeah. big, I think, intuitive classes. Sneak attack! Ow! <laughs> Actually, fucking... <laughs> so, there are, I would say... We're in theme today. <laughs> I'm literally moving away from you. <laughs> there are, I'd say, like, four archetypes. You have your big bruiser, your tank, your magic wielder, your thief, and maybe a healer that I think permeate through many, many game types. Yeah, so this one's like a kind of old classic. Thieves are pretty good. They can deal out a whole lot of damage, mostly with one ability, sneak attack. Sneak attack. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were making a quick build, what should we be leaning into for our rogue? So you're gonna wanna make dexterity your highest ability. Mm-hmm. And the next, it depends. You'll choose charisma if you want to emphasize the deception and social social interaction, mm -hmm. or intelligence if you want to excel at investigation. Yeah, I, I can see that. I think most people will be delving into the charisma side. Yeah, I think most people that choose a rogue want to be that kind of like elusive. Little bit edgelord, <laughs> little bit mysterious. Yeah, and it, threatening, it, and yeah. It kind of helps you get your way sometimes. Yeah. So hit dice. We're looking at a D8, which is middle of the pack, except for the barbarian. I would say it's like mid low, because the only thing lower is D6. Yeah, I mean, I always see it as the barbarian is an outlier. Okay. Barbarian, like, you just ignore because it's the only one with the D12. So 10, 8, 6, 8 is middle of the pack for me. Okay. That's how I see it anyway. I see anyone under 12 weak. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your proficiencies, you only start proficient with light armor. So you're gonna be leather, which is- Yeah, you gotta move fast. You be, it's what you wanna be wearing anyway. Yeah, you because don't wanna have disadvantage on exactly, your Exactly, on your stealth. Sneak. You're gonna be taking proficiencies in stealth. That's a given, because God knows you have a million to spend. But before we get to that, weapons. Yeah, so with weapons, you're going to be using mostly simple weapons, hand crossbows, long swords, rapiers, or short swords. You want to be leaning into finesse weapons, because you're going to be dipping into dexterity as yeah. your main stat. Anything that's kind of dex finesse, that's yeah. kind of where you're going to be. You want to be rolling heavily off dex, like really lean into your dex here. Sneaky! And on the subject of dex, it's one of your saving throws. Dexterity. And intelligence. Exactly. Now. Rogues get a whole butt-ton of skills. They get four to choose from, which is the highest. What do they get? So you can you choose from acrobatics, athletics, deception, insight, intimidation, investigation, perception, performance, persuasion, sleight of hand, and 
stealth. So the majority of those are running off of Dex and Charisma, which is why it's probably good to lean into Charisma. Unless you want investigation <laughs> to be There honest. are a few other intelligence ones based there, but I I think it's gonna be serving you better. Yeah. If you wanna if you're into that. If you wanna do investigation, you do investigation. You do you boo. Yeah, hey, we are here to be encouraging forever weird freaky build you wanna make. Unless you do it wrong. <laughs> as long as you do it, adhering to the rules as they are written. <laughs> so that's the outline of our rogue, our roguish archetype. Rogues get expertise. They get expertise at first level. Yeah, this is pretty good. So you get to choose two of your skill proficiencies, or one of your skill proficiencies, and your proficiency with thieves tools for some reason. And your bonus gets to be doubled your proficiency bonus. Your proficiency bonus gets not the roll. <laughs> you <old> cheaters. <laughs> your proficiency, proficiency bonus. bonus gets to be doubled. And then at level six, which is really low, you get two more. You get to be expertise in four things. Yeah, so like other people are good at stuff, you get to be better than them. <laughs> uh, to put that into context, at level six, that's a plus six proficiency bonus to four things. Yeah, and level six is like a very attainable level where most parties I think will at least get to level six. Yeah, I mean, many are starting within reach of that as well. Yeah. I, I rarely start games at level one unless you're playing with some real gaming newbies, like people who haven't touched any game before. Yeah. But mostly I'm starting at level two, level three, because you get your spell casting stuff around there. Yeah, it kind of sucks to start before that. Yeah. But not for thieves. <laughs> they don't get spell casting. Well, also at first level, they get sneak attack. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. Yeah, this is your bread and butter. Sneak attack. Now, every time I read this, I feel I discover something new about it. Or oh, at least yeah. I second guess myself. Every time someone this is rolls one of the most sneak Googled attack. rules for me <laughs> as well. Because <laughs> I've never played a rogue. So every time it comes up, and a lot of my games are quite roleplay heavy, so it's not every time, and then I'm like, oh, how, how does Sneak Attack It's one of those things yeah. you always remember, like, isn't that a really good ability? But how, <laughs> how exactly does it work? How you, does it work, JT? Preach! So, like, how you expect it to work is, like, you have to be sneaking and then attack. Yeah, and then you get bonus damage. Kind of yeah. like in Skyrim or something. Right, yeah, that's what you're thinking. That's not necessarily how it works. <laughs> so this is only uh, once per turn, you can have an extra 1d6 damage to a creature that you hit if you have advantage on the attack roll. Now you might think that's a bit finicky to get into. How do you get advantage? You can get it by surprising people, sneaking up on them. You can get it by people being prone, being knocked prone. Uh, there's various abilities that give it to you. Can you think of any off the top of your head? I think being behind somebody gives you advantage. Only sometimes. Uh, it's kind of DM heavy. In the Dungeon Master's Guide, there's rules for extra rules for flanking, attacking from behind people, and also flavorful rules that you can get. It does. There are a few passages that leave it up to DM's discretion, so that is a way. But the point is, when you first think about this ability, it feels like Damn, I gotta really plan around it. Yeah. But no. Yeah, because of this nice little caveat <laughs> where you don't need advantage on the attack roll if there's an enemy of the target nearby. So it doesn't have to be one of your party members. It could be. 
But it's the barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> you just walk next to the barbarian and you shank everyone in the shins. Yeah, as long as you have either an ally near the enemy or however you can interpret an enemy of that target. Yeah, the only thing that cancels this out for you is if you have disadvantage. Yeah, and that damage will increase as you gain levels in this class. That is the thing. It starts at 1d1, but it goes up every two levels. So, rule of thumb, you can half your level rounding up. and 1d1. One d one. <laughs> one d <laughs> 1d6! It's all Roll sixes. your d1s. <laughs> at level 1920, you have 10d6s. Yeah, so then that's... That's a lot of that's a lot of dice. That's a lot of damage. <laughs> that's a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're running some crit rules with that, like if you're rolling a nat twenty to hit, and you're you've got some rules where you get to roll double dice. Oh yeah. Oh, it's you get fun. A lot of clack, dice. Clack, clack, clack. This is Lots where you you might noises. wonder, oh, what do I need more than one set of dice for? <laughs> well, here's an example of a. Well, you just go character. around like begging for dice Please. from your players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's sneak attack. It's relatively simple once you get used to it. Yeah, so in summary, advantage on the target, or you have an enemy of that enemy. And it's every time. Nearby. So five, five it's feet. It's pretty frequent. Yeah, they've got to be within five feet. Yeah, so like right next to them. Base to base contact. The next thing is thieves can. This is kind of like oh, druidic. I bet thieves can. <sighs> Laugh with me, audience. Ha 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 ha! <laughs> Thank you. So, <laughs> fuck's sake, why do I do this? Alright, Thieves Can't. Thieves Can't. Oh, I've got the joke in my head now. <laughs> fuck. Let okay. It roll around there. It's a secret language. It's got a few different things about it. Yeah, it's your clubhouse language. Yeah, basically. You can talk this language, but it takes four times as long to say it. So it's kind of like a secret code. Yeah, and it doesn't tell you how long it takes normally, so interpret that how you will. I mean, if, it, if it's important, if you need to say something within a certain amount of time, it's gonna take four times that many. So it's not something you can like, so would it be shout warnings to. Yeah, would it be Mechanically. Four Although, fluff-wise, you'd think there would be just a word for warnings. Yeah, actually, that is in the rules. Um, there are a set of secret signs and symbols that you can use for simple messages. Ah, that okay. Use. And that, that can be, like, warnings or what kind of loot is nearby. Yeah. Uh, if there's dangerous territory. So you can understand signs. This is something you can put into a game quite flavorfully by having a thieves' guild. You're being able to understand markings that the thieves' guild would leave around the city. Yeah, that's always something cool. That's a fun thing, and definitely something that you can work in with your DM. Oh yeah, totally, totally. That's ThiefCon. It's pretty straightforward. It's a language. It's underused as well. Please use ThiefCon. It has some like interesting. I think. True. True. It definitely requires you to work with your DM on this one because it won't just come up. I think. Very but... quickly. Is that a Daedric sword from Skyrim? That's it? what it looks like <laughs> in the player's handbook. <laughs> it's kind of ignoring that, but it really does. Look it up, page 96, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, after this is cunning action. It's cool, it's a, like, a good utility to have. You can use your bonus action to take the dash, disengage, or hide action. Yeah, this will help you get in and out of combat really easily. Yeah, the dash. You have basically doubled your movement. 
Yeah. Most people I've played with forget about their bonus action. They don't use it too much unless there's specific spells or abilities they have that lead in with the bonus action. But especially early level, when you're a bit light on abilities, being able to dash, doubling your movement speed. Yeah, and then you can mm -hmm. use that as well to try to get advantage on your enemies. And I think that's kind of the inspiration for it, is if yeah. you can like hide or dash to a location that might be a surprising location. Yeah. Right? And a, a really good kind of rotation is to move 15 feet towards an enemy that your friend's attacking, sneak attack them, disengage as a bonus action, retreat 15 feet. Mm. Then you can't be hit on the swing back. Yeah. They have to come get you. Exactly. And they're going to have to either disengage and lose their action, or they're going to have to take the attack of opportunity from the Barbarian. Yeah, you can be real ball-like. Yeah. It's a, it's a good one. It adds a lot of tactical advantage to you. At level three, you'll be getting the roguish archetype. Which we will not talk about today. Yeah, there's thieves and assassins. After that, fourth, eighth, tenth, twelfth, sixteenth, and nineteenth, you get your ability score improvements. As get, always, uh, that's, you can increase one by two or two by one. Nice. After this, at fifth level, you get uncanny dodge. So when an attacker that you can see, so not someone who's sneak attacking you, <laughs> hits you with an attack. So this can be ranged. You can use your reaction to halve the attack's damage to you. That's pretty good. It's just a good ability. You take less damage in general. So can you use uncanny dodge for traps? It says specifically attackers that you can see, but does that also apply to things like a swinging axe in a doorway that comes towards you. I am not 100% sure, but I would say yeah, because it's an uncanny dodge, you're dodging. Yeah, I feel like it's yeah. it's, it's fundamentally the same thing. Yeah, I think if, you, if your DM is coming down on you hard on that, get a new DM, there I said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uncanny dodge, you can use it every turn again. I think that's the strength of the thief over and over again all these abilities are not tied to long or short rests it's just you are consistently improving in every way yeah your movement your attacks your damage input yeah so this makes it like a, a good learning curve with this because you always have an opportunity to use these things multiple times yeah definitely as opposed to forgetting about it because you only get to use it once yeah. per long rest you have to save it <laughs> At 7th level, you get evasion. Now, a few other classes get evasion at different times as well. I think we have talked about it before. You can dodge things better. These are area of effects. So this is like uncanny dodge, but with area of effects instead of a single, single attack. Attacks, yeah. Yeah. So this could be like, you know, fire breath or airy, like, you know, fireball, ice storm, stuff like that. Yeah, your classics. And this will mean that you can make a dexterity saving throw to take only half damage if you... Fail. Fail it. And if you pass, you take, you take no damage no at all. No damage. So you're kind of bringing everything a step down on the damage ladder. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. So to summarize, Normally, you would take all the damage if you fail your dexterity saving throw and take half if you pass it. Now, if you pass your dexterity saving throw, you'll take zero. And if you fail, you'll take the half that you would normally have taken if you had passed. So everything just gets better. Yeah. Reliable talent. By 11th level, you're good at doing shit. 
You will never get anything lower than a 10 on a proficiency check. Yeah. Or on, on an ability check that lets you add your proficiency bonus. Ah, so things you are proficient in already. Yeah. So it's not just any skill. Not just any skill. Things that you are specifically proficient in, mm. you can't roll lower than a 10. Now, it's completely up to the DM how they treat nat ones on yeah. this. Yeah, it's itself. Rules is written. Spicy topic. Rules is written. There are no nat ones. Nat ones don't exist. Neither do nat twenties. Yeah. But nat ones are fun, and so are nat twenties. So if you are running a game that uses critical failures and critical successes, then it's really up to your DM how this goes. Maybe one is always a failure, but maybe it's not catastrophic as like comedically catastrophic as some playgroups have. Maybe you just can't fail. Like you can still get nat ones with your other abilities, but you just can't get nat ones with the ones you're proficient in. Or maybe nat ones are still nat ones. Mm. Talk to your players, see what they think would be fun. Don't try and like railroad them into it. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely something that I think has a lot of power in its kind of storytelling way, but it's something that you have to gel with in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So talk to your playgroup before and don't just talk to the thief. This can draw into question how fair the system is. Some people may have an issue with it, although they shouldn't really. Like, mm-hmm. It's their ability, but just make sure everyone's included. Right. So the next one will be blind sense. And this is at 14th level. Any creature that you are able to hear you will still know the location of whether or not they're hidden or invisible and within 10 feet of you. Yeah, so it's quite a short radius, but again, it's quite good. Yeah, it might make the difference between being sneak attacked yeah. or not. And it's something, it's information you can relay as well. Yeah. Slippery Mind, ooh, <laughs> at level 15, you have greater mental strength. You gain proficiency in wisdom saving throws. Yep, that's that. Yay! No, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. It's just yeah, like that, I mean, that's an that. extra saving throw, that is good. Yeah. Elusive. At 18th level, you are so evasive. Attackers rarely gain the upper hand against you. No attack roll has advantage against you while you aren't incapacitated. Yeah, no more no more anyone getting the upper hand on It's you. pretty good. It's pretty good because you should not be having many attacks against you already because you don't have that high armor. You should be able to get around them. But a lot of the time, the ones that do hit you may be sneaking up on you, maybe surprising you. They're the ones that are gonna have advantage. So this will soften the blows that maybe you can't plan for normally. Yeah, and last. What have we got for the disappointing level 20 ability this week? Stroke of luck. So stroke of luck is not bad. Mm -hmm. Uh, At level 20, you can Succeed when you want to. Once (laughs) per long or short rest, you can make your attack not miss. So if your attack misses, you can basically choose that it doesn't miss. Yay! Or if you fail an ability check, you can treat your d20 roll as a nat 20. Yes. It's good. It's a strong ability. Not quite godlike, though. Yeah, I mean... It could be actually. Being able to just succeed, like knowing when to use it. I think it's an interesting ability. It's definitely one of the better ones. I think it's really lame 
though. Mm. It's just, I, I want to win. Since you get it every short, yeah, it's not very, I think that's the problem that we have with a lot of these level 20 ones. It's not as super flavorful. I mean, especially if you can use it every short rest, right? Like, yeah, it's like, you just decide to succeed. I, th I, I think I want the level 20 abilities dripping with flavor. Yeah, because be the you don't want something expression of this class. Yeah, you don't want something just like a new stat thing or yeah. extra damage because you got that. You already have crazy armor and weapons and crap that you can use to do You're going to have that. magic abilities. You're going to have buffs from your fam around you. It's just cool. You succeed. You throw your toys out the pram. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to win. Yeah, it's cool. It's definitely good. Knowing when to use it is an ability in of itself. Yeah. Like, I don't want to undersell that, but again, still disappointing. Oh, as always. So, I think that's it for the rogue. Sneak attack. Sneak attack. I'm staying away from you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what do you think of rogues? I think that they are one of the more clear-cut, I think. Yeah, I think they're kind of beginner-friendly well, as well. It's just flat bonuses for a lot of the time. Yeah, it's definitely one that benefits a lot from reading up on the base abilities and knowing what you have at your disposal Yeah, and how to play that. And many of its abilities are just extensions of core rules of the game. They're not laying extra rules and abilities over the top of the game. That's a good point. Things like cunning action, yeah. the, the dash, the dodge, the hide, they're already core mechanics. Your uncanny dodge, taking damage, the evasion, dexterity saving throws, you are just better at the core mechanics of the game. Yeah. I think that makes it a very beginner friendly class. Yeah, so like you are using the things that most everyone can do, but you can use them in either interesting or better ways. Yeah, there is a lot to remember, but write it down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it for our rogue. You can support us at Anchor FM. We have links in the doobly-doo. You can go support us there. We very, very much appreciate it. Send us a message. You can reach us, Toby, at ruleswritteneshow.com. You can head to our website. At ruleswritteneshow.com. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we love hearing from you, as always. Our, our viewership grows day by day. Well, more week by week, and it's normally by one. But that's important. <laughs> we know who you are. Yeah, and we appreciate it. Talk to some people. Like, tell, tell them, if you're starting a new playgroup, hand out these episodes to, to the new people in your playgroup. Hopefully it will help. Hopefully, that's why we started it, really, just to try and onboard people into this absolute game that I'm in love with. Yeah, and um, beginning soon, we're going to try to roll out some more interesting types of side episodes that we've been exploring already a little bit. Yeah. And let us know especially what you think of those kinds of things, because we're trying to explore a little bit the kind of content that you guys really want and need, actually. Yeah, I think at the moment we are doing kind of one side episode a month and three mainline episodes. Yeah. Um, we'll play around with that. I think that's a good ratio for the moment. If you want more, like, short rest episodes, offbeat episodes, let us know. If you hate those episodes, let us know. But thanks for listening. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. It feels so hollow. Too many YouTubers say it. Too many put. oh, thanks for... Can do this without the support of viewers like you. <laughs> I love you. That's what I want to say. He really does. <laughs> 
it's very right, seriously. Un unhealthy, like, you, you have no choice in this. Every time I open up our, like, statistics and, it, and we, we go up a little increment, I, I'm literally kind of, like, thinking, like, wow, there's a guy in Brazil who's listening to us. It's wild! It's fucking wild! Yeah, let us know if you want more, <laughs> more single-use, uh, different language <laughs> words. Alright, we will see you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye. Ta-ra.